Welcome to the Life Gym. I'm Kev Martin, life coach and speaker, and I'm so excited to welcome you to this episode. We have our first guest appearance, Megan Martin. Now, Megan's a young entrepreneur in her 20s. She has a bachelor's in nutrition. She's a certified health and nutrition coach. She owns a local bespoke meal service, and guess what? She's the cook. As a coach, she's learned to take control of life as it happens. Being present is a major key for a good story. She's excited and passionate to share what she knows and dedicated herself alongside her clients to finding the foods that enrich life for each individual. In this episode, Megan talks about the direct link between emotion and food. Take a listen. So Megan. Hey Kev. Hey Megs, welcome to the Life Gym. Awesome, thanks so much for having me. Listen, it's a pleasure to have you on board and guess what, you're our first ever guest. Ah, oh, that's so epic. The content is so powerful. <laughs> no, it's great. I'm so excited to jump into what we were discussing a couple of weeks back. And, you know, just to have you as the first person on the show is perfect, especially as it's January and lots of people are, you know, setting goals around the types of food that they eat and exercising mm-hmm. and all that lovely stuff. So perfect. Yep, it's a good time. And it's just about the end of January as well. So I think that these New Year's resolutions are now either sitting in or they're flopping to the side and it's time (laughs) to pick it back up, you know? Yeah, or or they're in the bin somewhere, right? So, (laughs) Um, okay, cool. So, So last time we spoke, there was an interesting topic that came up. We didn't sort of get into it too much, but it was around um, food and emotion. And I just mm-hmm. thought we'd love to get your thoughts on that for our listeners. Uh, I don't know. So, so, so tell us a bit more about that. Oh, yeah. Food and emotions is uh, such a broad topic to me. I think that we can mm. really look at it in two different angles. We yeah. can talk about how our emotions affect the way we eat. Mm-hmm. And then we can also speak in the angle of how food affects our emotions. Mm. Um. Today, I really wanted to share a little bit more on how our emotions affect what we choose to eat. Okay. Um, I think because I have had like a personal experience with this, and I do think that a lot of us don't recognize when our emotions are controlling how we snack and what mm. we reach for, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So with that, um, you know, it's just like to kind of understand why when I feel lonely I want to have ice cream or (laughs) when I'm bored I go to the fridge five different times expecting new snacks to show up (laughs) listen (laughs) I I do that all the time I go to the fridge and I stand there and I'm like okay there's nothing I close the fridge I go back 10 minutes later and and it's like I'm crazy because there's nothing new in the fridge you know like like the fridge fairy (laughs) hasn't come and surprised us with some new food right (laughs) she doesn't do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay cool and there was an interesting story that you wanted to share so I'm really excited to hear that yeah I mean it's a a recent story as well Mm -hmm. um for 2018 I personally have gone through a lot of growth uh 2018 was definitely a a really uncomfortable year for me but um I do think that you know growth doesn't happen in a comfort zone no no it doesn't and that's interesting because I talk so much about that you know to my clients and and to to our followers that when it's really uncomfortable and uneasy 
that's where the goal that's the goal and that's where the growth takes place and gets you to the to the next level that's where you level up basically it is it's that's the truth you know and you don't recognize it in the moment but at mm. the end of the year when i reflected i was like oh, wow what a mm. huge year you know absolutely. absolutely um okay so summertime 2018 i am now finalizing my um certification for my health coaching nice and we're doing a couple coaching pods um online like over the phone calls with a a group coaching session and like I mentioned a little bit you know 2018 was really tough I found myself depending a lot on my sister Sarah um to run away from all the work (laughs) and and the uncomfort the escape yeah the escape and I really I say my sister Sarah but I really mean her dog Molly (laughs) oh god (laughs) So I'd always run to her and go see Molly. I mean, um, I've babysat Molly since she's a baby puppy. I'm talking mm. about her like she's a child, but she's basically a child. Well, well, uh, I mean, that's I, interesting because dogs are so, you know, so important to families. Now, they literally are family, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I consider her maybe more of a family member than some people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But... So I'd, I'd run away and go rest my worries and my troubles and her wrinkles. You know, she's a beautiful English bulldog. Nice. And um, so I found myself depending a lot on, I don't know, that loyalty and comfort that comes from mm. unconditional love with a pet. Yeah. And, um, and then in August, while I was doing my coaching sessions with um, the group coaching, mm-hmm. uh, Molly, she she got really sick and the vets did all they could. They'd put her on one medication and then on another and she just would not respond to any. And mm. in less than 10 days, she got sick out of nowhere and she passed away. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm feeling a little bit emotional just bringing mm. it back up. But I can hear it. It, it was... Um, that was definitely one of the tougher moments in 2018 for mm. me. And I found myself, um, I kind of lost myself a little bit at that period, you know. I found myself feeling super responsible to be the strong one for Sarah. Yeah. Because um, I didn't, it was her dog and I didn't want to go and be too, I didn't want to acknowledge my emotion with her because it was just, I didn't want to to um encourage her to be upset yeah yeah so it's almost like you know you're being the you're trying your best to be strong for her because Mm -hmm. you know molly was really her dog although part of the family but you're you're trying to sort of block those emotions to be so strong for your sister exactly and i found myself dealing with it with sugar with you know every time i go to visit my sister i would take brownies or cookies <laughs> or ice cream or you know take all three in the same day and, <laughs> <laughs> and we would just we would just be sad but not talk about it but mm. just eat 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 the sugar you know and yeah. um for me it it went on a lot longer than two days of picking up snacks I it continued for me for about two weeks to the point that I completely lost my appetite and 
all I would eat for like a whole day would just be snacks, you know, mm. just sweet snacks. And um, that was tough. Yeah. Uh, I think that was really hard on me personally, just because I am so passionate about nutrition and health that I felt like I lost myself. Um, mm. I began feeling like a fraud and just not really understanding what had happened, why my diet turned like this. Or out of nowhere you know yeah it's interesting that i mean that's such a um a powerful statement right um i felt like a fraud i mean you're a mm-hmm. at the time in training nutritional health coach helping and supporting people through their journey with food and you know and then there you are going through this so such a difficult time tough time and what was that like you know when you say i felt like a fraud that's such a powerful statement and it it was such a powerful feeling. I just, mm. just having, um, having no appetite, I think really affected me. Mm, um, okay. And then also just being so aware of what I want a meal to look like, but just not, I just did not want to eat any veggies. Like, <laughs> Listen, <laughs> lots of us don't want to eat veggies. <laughs> oh, well, I love them. Like, <laughs> I eat them breakfast, lunch and dinner. But, but, at that time, you know, just having so much mm. sugar, you really, your taste buds change. And um, I couldn't find myself mm-hmm. ever reaching for any salad on the side of a plate or anything like that. And also, like I mentioned, this this is while I'm going through my finalizing my certificate, you know, my coaching and wow. yeah. having to, to, to show up with other coaches, other dedicated coaches while going through this and and just feeling like, yeah, we're here talking about health and, and, you know, doing some powerful work together, but I'm just not present. You know, my, mm. my health coach, Megan, wasn't present yeah. at that time. And so that, that's why I felt like a fraud. Um, and, and, you know, it's interesting, like about, you know, so again, you know, people who haven't been coached or have done any sort of training, you know, one of the words that you know lots of coaches use is being present and that's so important mm-hmm. and it, it's it's interesting because you're going through so i'm just summarizing again so you're going through this real tough this tough moment you're supporting sarah you're also trying to get through the coach and not get through it but you know you're going through the coaching mentoring and the coaching training and you're struggling to be present and that's so important to be present during coaching sessions yeah it it really is it it was a little period, you know, um, yeah. eating sugar, like at the beginning of our conversation, I mentioned that what you eat also affects your emotions. So, you know, I've also feeling like lethargic and a lot of can't think clearly or have proper wow. focus on anything and a lot of anxiety and mm-hmm. all of those emotions bubbling up as well. Um, and, and, and that's the link, isn't it? I mean, and you'll get to that, I'm sure later on in this, but you know, the, the, the types of food that you eat has an end result in your behavior mm-hmm. and your thoughts and your emotions. And, you know, all those things you said came from the, 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 the brownies and the cookies and all that stuff. The poor diet. Yeah. <laughs> the poor diet. I, I mean, it's so powerful, whether mm. you believe it or not, you know, it affects, it, yeah. it affects how you feel. And so I was really struggling at this time and we had our one of our final coaching sessions Mm -hmm. and um 
film here on a call with eight other um, coaches in training. And then my mentor coach who is a, who is a super successful and definitely looked up to her. Um, she's been coaching for over seven years, you know. Mm-hmm. And so during this session, you know, I'm, I'm not shy when it comes to schoolwork. Like when they ask questions, I'm happy to answer and be one to, to go forward and, you know, be present in the conversation. But this call, I was really struggling to be myself. Mm, yeah. And I felt it a lot more being on the phone with other coaches, you know? Yeah. And, and at that time, I mean, never before has the, my mentor asked, you know, but she asks this question. She's like, is anybody going through a hard time right now or anything that they want to share? And I was just like, wow, you know, um, my subconscious blurted out, I am. And, you know, I, I'm really glad that my subconscious blurted that out because mm. I feel as though if I had to, if, if I consciously made the decision, I would have sat there and deliberated. Yeah. And then yeah. the moment would have passed and I just would not have been able to go through such a powerful session with my colleagues. Mm. Um, and some people just quickly, some people, you know, subconscious, some people call it their captain, some people call it mm-hmm. like that in the leader. I mean, there's all these different words. So whoever's listening, I mean, you know, it, it's interesting, all the different words that we use to sort of your intuition, whatever it might be. So, 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 okay. So you blurt something out and I'm guessing you're now the person being coached. Yes, correct. I was asked a couple of questions. They started digging up what was going on mm-hmm. and why I was feeling upset and, and then I was just asked a, a really shifting question. And what was and that? What was that question? That that super powerful question I was asked was, "Are you allowing space for your emotion?" Wow. And then I just sank back in my chair, and my head just tilted back. And at that time, I had a couple of tears in my eyes after relaying the story to them. And I just had like a huge sigh of relief. And I was like, wow, Mm. I, you you know, you know, sometimes, you know, the answers, but nobody's asking you the right questions. And that was just the perfect question for me. It really made me understand. And it, I reflected so deeply with that one question, you know, I was like, no, I'm not allowing space for my emotion. I have not allowed myself to feel sad. And, you know, I come to realize that a lot of us, we have a hard time acknowledging our emotions mm. and admitting that we have feelings. Yeah. And at that moment, you know, I, I strongly felt I have a right to feel sad. You know, mm. why didn't I allow myself to, to, to grieve the loss of Molly yeah. properly? And, and then I found, and then it just, my thoughts just, must you know it just started firing yeah so it was one thing after the other like my brain turned back on you know I was sleepwalking this whole time and I just was just finally awakened by that one question mm. and that's that you know when you said so when you said you know I was sleepwalking <laughs> I mean that's again you know I'm just there so I'm just there imagining you you know you're supporting you're doing all this cool stuff to, to help Sarah and you are literally sleepwalking in your world in terms of the types of food that you're eating, right? Yeah. And um, 
and lots of people who who's lost someone um they you're right they don't allow enough time or space to truly mourn that person um mm-hmm. or, or or an animal which is obviously a close family member like you said and then we start to behave um in a way that we're not where, where we're sleepwalking i think you yeah know, you you summed it up beautifully then that question just started sparking a lot of thoughts for me and then i realized you know what i've been kind of sweeping my sad emotion under the rug mm. and the reason that my body and i've been reaching for so much sugar is because sugar provides sugar releases dopamine in the in your brain mm-hmm. and dopamine is happy hormone and because i'm so set on ignoring my sadness my mm. bo- my my brain my mind is like okay well we're going to need a little extra juice to be happy now mm. so that's why i kept reaching for the sugar so it made a lot of sense i was reaching for some happiness to drown out the sad emotion that i was trying to ignore yeah and and that's that that's that's you craving you know your body you know your subconscious craving that dopamine that happy feeling because yeah. you know deep down you're really sad deep you down know, exactly you're really sad yeah okay and i mean i'm sure like you've heard this before that crying feels good you know um it's important to cry like some people say after you cry you look prettier <laughs> so <laughs> listen not me mate <laughs> not me not me either <laughs> um I, okay so so on that point i've i've got a couple i got a question for you right so yeah. the question is you know you know especially for boys you know don't cry toughen up and mm-hmm. you know and crying is an emotional thing it's an emotion what what's 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 your take on that you know where they say um you've got good emotion and bad emotion what's your thoughts on that Oh man, I don't think there's any such thing as good or bad emotion. You know, emotion is emotions. There mm-hmm. are a couple of them. I probably not going to list out all, but you know there's happiness, sadness, anger. Yeah. To name like the top 3. And some people would think that anger is a bad emotion or sadness is a bad emotion and the only good one is happiness. And, yeah. And they all lay on the same standard. Everybody mm. we all experience every one of these emotions equally yeah. you know um it's just that how we process it and and acknowledge it is what's different yeah i love that so, yeah i love it just really quickly i love it because what you're saying there is um we all look and you're so right you know we all look at happiness as the best emotion mm-hmm. and the, the other ones are not really good you know why are you feeling sad come on cheer yeah. up right rather than yeah. sit with it it's okay and what you're saying is you know the emotions you've called out three there they all fall under emotions and it's not good bad anything they're emotions and the flow of energy right exactly. it's so important to let that and that's what you was sort of holding you back Helen. exactly and and holding on to that it takes a lot of energy it takes yeah. energy to to hide an emotion or to cover it up and um So that's why it felt so draining, but um yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up, you know. Emotion is emotion and it's really important for us to know that. And because I mean on social media, you know, all that's portrayed are it's yeah. happy, you know. Yeah. What looks good right now, you know, life is going great, but you you don't ever see anybody post when they have a bad headache. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's all filters, right? I mean, how is it's going to be difficult to filter a bad bloody headache, right? So <laughs> Yeah. So, I think and I think that's what kind of triggers us to 
to kind of keep to ourselves a lot and mm. maybe turn to food for to deal with an emotion or it can even be so severe as to deal with it with alcohol with drugs mm. depending on other people like it's, no, it's right. something serious that you know we have to look at no you're so right so so you you've got that powerful question and you sank back and you you know you started to sort of obviously um move forward that shift you spoke of what happened next well i mean i just had a shift like after having that conversation coming off of that call mm-hmm. i found myself just crying just actually finally releasing that energy that was pent up in me for so long for two whole weeks you know mm-hmm. and then you know i was crying and so so i find that writing really helps to align your thoughts and sometimes you know when you start to write for me i might be thinking about the first three lines what i'm saying but mm-hmm. after that it just flows and it's just like your brain is finally emptying all these thoughts that have been spewing around that yeah. co- that might be giving you stress or causing you anxiety but now it's out of your head and it's on paper yeah there's something powerful about that you know where you know like you said you've got lots of things swirling about and then you just start to write and then suddenly yeah. you know you've got it all on paper and then you reflect like you said I love that and I think also um by writing mm-hmm. or, or journaling I think the important thing is you get to just clear your mind clear your you know wake up from your sleepwalk yeah exactly so yes so tell me about the relation the dynamics in the relationship with Sarah in terms of your visiting and bringing loads of brownies and stuff like what oh, yeah. happened next <laughs> well that that definitely stopped um <laughs> when I, uh, you know it's kind of funny because now when I think back and it you know after that question and having that period of um reflection to myself and writing these things down and my emotions down I can remember like the very next day I got back my appetite mm. and I just started to eat like normal your veggies Yeah, <laughs> I miss them. <laughs> it didn't taste as good though. It did take a little time to get back as yummy. But... I'm sure it did. <laughs> but but so I felt a lot better and a lot more confident in myself because I was feeling less and less of a fraud. You know, that mm, feeling was yeah. fading away. And then I I I confronted my sister about it, you know. I mm. told her I was like, "Hey, I know I've been really trying to be strong for you, but uh it's been leading me down a bad path and i know that you like brownies and you like when i bring them <laughs> but make your getting, own <laughs> but it's getting us both really unhealthy <laughs> needs to stop yeah. and she she completely understood and then you know we had a cry together mm. which i thought was actually really important for both of us through healing you know yeah, yeah. and um and then it, it just kind of moved forward from there You know, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't stuck because before I definitely felt stuck like I'm never going to get over this and is it going to go away is this feeling going to go away and I just began to accept yeah. after that. And mm-hmm. yeah, and it's almost like that feeling on repeat. So you yeah. have the same feeling every day over and over again. And you know, we are laughing about it because it's such a beautiful story to share and it's such a you know, a vulnerable time for for you both and you know what's important is that it's the fact that you you got together in the end and cried it out and you know there was no more brownies involved 
I know. And then you started to love <laughs> your vegetables again. No, but you know, it's so important because like you said, you know, the feeling of being, feeling like a fraud because you're the person that if I need to, I need some advice on in terms of eating healthy and I need some coaching around nutrition, I'm coming to you, but it's difficult for you because you're sleepwalking, like you said, mm-hmm. and you're going through a tough time and eating loads of bad food. So you feel actually feel like an imposter yeah you know exactly. so that's so good to, to to hear that question shifted so much for you had definitely the, had the ending with Sarah okay cool and and it's a question that I still I think about every time that I feel like an emotion is controlling how I choose to eat mm. you know yeah um and I think I think it it really definitely changed a lot that's why I felt so inclined to share the story because I, I do think that we don't often allow space for our emotions we kind of mm. figure we kind of push them to the side and try to go on with our life and sometimes for me when I'm feeling a little bit anxious or angry and I, I, I would tell myself or I used to find myself um, saying oh get out your head get out your head you know you're in your head too much and then I realized, I was like, no, no, no. What I need to say is <laughs> get in your head and take control, you know, yeah. because me getting out my head basically means distract yourself. Absolutely. Is what I, I, I see it as. And be getting in my head is like, okay, acknowledge that emotion and figure out where it's coming from, what can be done to solve it and move on. yeah be in control of it instead of having it control you and personally it's something that I struggled with for most of my life as a teenager Mm. you know yeah and it's that um you know I I so resonate with that because there's lots of us I mean you know we have this negative voice you know the voice of we we've spoken about this you know the saboteur Mm-hmm. Um, that just wants to keep you safe or not let you do the things you want to try. Keep you comfortable. Keep you really nice and comfy. <laughs> um, and, and uh, you know, what, what, what connects for me is, is when you said about, you know, get in your head. And that's the consciousness. You know, you wake up and say, shut up. I'm not listening. I need to do this. I need to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and really um, consciously switch on to the fact that there's a voice telling me not to do something which is wrong. Right. And I think that's such a a brilliant point you've just made. I think so, too. And you bringing up those words like saboteur and then, you know, consciousness. It kind of reminds me a little bit of, you know, in cartoon days where you have a devil (laughs) and an angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's basically that. And usually the angel used to win, you know, so that's just your your superhero or your consciousness. So your more powerful part of your mind. Yeah. it will all, it, I think that once you, once you are a little bit more in tune and you put the attention to growing the confidence of that area of your mind, you'll always be able to um, overcome the saboteur. Yeah, and, and, and it's it. so just to link this back, so during your coaching call, your comfy voice is saying, your saboteur is saying, no, don't, don't say anything, it's cool, we'll deal with this mm-hmm. with our nice brownies. And then yeah. your, your your inner voice, your intuition, it says, "Blurt, we need help." Red alert here. And, yeah, and you did, and, was, and, it, and and then look at the shift, right? It was definitely a red alert. <laughs> so, so I think that's brilliant. I mean, you know, what I love about this story, I mean, the life gym is all about storytelling. You know, that's mm-hmm. the that's it's so important. It, it's the how and the process. We really want to get that across to everyone, and the the 
the the impact that the emotion had on your eating was so significant that it started to to influence your thoughts and your feelings and how you day-to-day activities exactly exactly Mm -hmm. and I, i love the fact that you know you you took control and um went back to see sarah and and talked her through it not just said i'm not coming around i'm busy you actually took the time to talk exactly that just what you said there um I was now thinking you know if I had not blurted it out could this have affected my relationship with my sister yeah could I have ended up blaming her for feeling like a fraud you know so I think it it was super powerful and important to me for my uh subconscious to to do that I'm, mm. I'm grateful sometimes I give myself a little hug you know yeah. <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> working in my favor <laughs> uh, listen I'm so grateful that you shared the story with, um, with us you know so thank you so much for doing that oh, um, thanks so much I think I think that it's really important like you said for for us to be able to share stories of the process and yeah how we how we go through and get through difficult moments because all of us as human beings, we, we do experience a lot of the similar, of the same, maybe not the same scenario, but the mm-hmm. same feelings or emotions. And just knowing that somebody else is going through a hard time and they got through it is the motivation that, you know, you could use to get through your difficult time. Yes. And, and that's a really good shout. And, and the other thing I had for you is, I mean, would you be willing to sort of share a few tips on you know what what's something around emotion and and food what are some good tips that you know you can share with 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 the wider audience what i would say for me that really um worked was just trying to acknowledge sometimes you definitely get caught up in your head and Mm -hmm. and it your emotions get really powerful until you acknowledge them okay um I think the more that you try to ignore it is the louder it gets mm. until you can't bear it anymore. And maybe you have like a breakdown in work or something that's not called for, you know? Okay. And I think that acknowledgement and when I say acknowledgement, I mean, okay, if you're feeling sad or, and we, we feel feelings in different parts of our bodies. Yeah. You know? So for me, I think sadness weighs heavy on the chest. Mm. and anger you feel anger kind of hot in your head and um (laughs) so I think that it's really important to kind of acknowledge okay what is this emotion Mm. once you label it then you like try to work backwards where did it come from what Mm. triggered or what's the reason behind and I think it's really important to find that reason Mm. and once you're able to connect that, then you can move forward. You know, you can't know where you're going until you know what's going on. Yeah. So it sounds like you're saying, so acknowledge it, explore it, and that helps mm-hmm. you to move forward. Yeah. Okay, cool. Is, is there anything else you would say? So that's a really good tip. And thank you so much for sharing. Is there anything else you... you and think? then I say, I think like, I think it might maybe go in order. So firstly, you do the acknowledgement. And I, for me personally... I'd, like I said, I'm kind of private, so I'm not going to go through that with somebody. I would do that on my own, maybe with a piece of paper yeah. and, and some good music, like some old time, old school music. <laughs> um, and I don't know, old time music for me might be like Yeah, Megan, you're, you're young. Or... <laughs> <laughs> your your old time music is like, it's like only a few years old, mate. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, you know, do that. And then I think that it's really important to ask yourself, what do I need? Mm. You know, what, what's going to make me feel better from this? What needs to be solved? You know, if it's, um, if you're feeling like you lonely, you know, yeah. what, what do I need? You need a little bit of companionship. You don't need a tub of ice cream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you need to maybe, <laughs> you need to maybe call like a good old friend that you might have, you might not have spoken to in a little yeah. while and, and maybe have a good chat and a couple of giggles and you know, you'd, that feeling would go away. Yeah. So I think it's, it's important to, to know what you need and what would help fulfill, um, Nobody knows yourself like you do. Yeah. So, so, so really listen. Yeah. Listen, yeah. Okay. I think that, that's really important. And then when you when you already long past that phase and you're already halfway through a pack of Oreos, you know, and then you kind of catch yourself, wait, where did half of this pack go? <laughs> um, I, think, I think that moment that you, when you catch it, I think you always catch yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, you kind of realize you, you start to feel guilty because it doesn't feel good. It's not filling the void or, or um, it's not giving you any fulfillment by, by using food to fill an emotion. No. So you, you, I think you always catch yourself and you begin to feel guilty. And before you feel bad and you start to beat yourself up even more, you know, just stop, drink a glass of water, maybe do some deep breathing. I think that slowing down is... Mm also a really great way of um handling these things yeah no i love that because you know where's where's half the, the you know the oreos gone and i'll, <laughs> I'll probably say to you megan it wasn't me it's, it's my self-doubt <laughs> the voice of self-doubt ate half of them yeah there's no there. way there's no way i finished that in, t- in two minutes yeah no way <laughs> no and you know what that's brilliant i love that because again connecting the story back lots of people will think well what do i do how do i do it and and that really you know, frames it well, I think, in terms of here are some, some ideas and in terms of how you can move forward. Ex- acknowledge it, explore it, and, and fill it with something else. No, it doesn't have to be food. It can be a relationship. Mm-hmm. It can be you might yeah. want to work out. You might want to just sit with it for a while. So that's really good. And, and again, thank you. Yeah, and I, I also think that, you know, it's important to say that it's not going to be easy. Mm. Um, mm. It, yeah, it's not easy. Me, me blurting out, that um me being so vulnerable on a call of all of these confident coaches was definitely not easy even after I said it um you know I definitely thought back and you know what what do they think about me and and it's just those are silly thoughts those are kind of empty thoughts um they don't really have too much depth to them you could just go on and on spiraling those thoughts yeah and who cares what they think as i always say because people are thinking it anyways you can't stop that exactly Um, so whatever they think they think and you'll never know unless they come and tell you right exactly so i do think that it's important to know that it's not going to be easy to put down the oreos after you already reach halfway through (laughs) it's it's not going to be easy to go and grab a glass of water yeah or to slow your breathing, but it you are extremely powerful and you're definitely in control of your life. So I do think that just start just by doing it once, you mm-hmm. become stronger for the next time and the next time. It's just you start to build the wires in your brain to to switch the habit off and to replace it with something more positive. Mm-hmm. 
no yeah, uh, yeah no, definitely and and what's next so we you know we've been doing some real super cool work together recently yes which uh, I'm extremely excited about <laughs> yeah same here Meg same here and and I was just wondering so so tell us a little bit about what's going on with Hello Nutrients so just frame oh. that a bit for us well, Hello Nutrients is my bespoke meal delivery service. I do my best to make healthy food super delicious for my clients and very accessible. So I do a delivery service of that. And it has, it's going great right now um, in Trinidad. It's carnival time. So everybody's trying to look their best. And, you know, they're all jumping on the health train. But um, all my clients <laughs> that jump on, I'm going to keep them there even yeah. after carnival. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, because once once you feel good, uh, you don't realize how good food makes you feel until you are yeah. eating the right food. And and then, you know, I'm focusing a lot more on my coaching and I had just I have my plate really full. It's it's difficult balancing all these things. But, you know, you have to prioritize. You have a couple years in life to prioritize something else next year. So right now, this year is my business, Hello Nutrients, which I love and I'm very excited about. Listen, and that's so cool. I, I love that because what we'll do, of course, is all the links will be posted in the podcast and, and everyone just go and check out Megan's cool page. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, any last words, Megs? Any oh, last messages? I, let me see. What can be my last message? Hmm. You put me on the spot. I, have. <laughs> I just like to send love to everybody, you know. I think that it's important to always... Even when you don't feel good to fake a smile, I do it all the time. I, I end up, I end up better, smiling. Right? Yeah, you know. Yeah, so that's, no. that's my message. And I also want to tell you, thank you so much. You have been super integral to my growth as a coach. And I'm really excited and happy to share this podcast episode with you. Listen. So thanks, Kev P. Martin. <laughs> Listen, and that's again too kind, lovely, kind words. But I'm so pleased you're the first person on, on the show. And you know, when we were setting this up, I remember saying Megan has to be the first one. So when my business partner and I were talking, I was like, No, Megan has to be the first one on. And he was like, Yeah, but we've got. I was like, No, Megan's got to be the first one on. So I'm so pleased that <laughs> that you made the time and and we could you know get our diaries aligned and. This is just brilliant. So, Megan, thank you so much for coming on. And it's been a pleasure. Oh, an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Kev. Cheers, Megs. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Life Gym series every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Check us out on Facebook or Instagram by searching Kevin P. Martin or at kevinpmartin.com.